I mean, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is standing by the Michigan Insider. And what a day it was. I can argue with anybody out there that I think that was the biggest Saturday home game ever for Michigan with so much off the field, on the field, and the way the game went down to the final, basically final play until the pick and then the kneel. Uh, just amazing, Chris. It was fantastic, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And then the play-by-play guy, Doug Karshett, a good friend of mine, he said it kind of felt like three wins in one, right? And that's the way that Ohio State had set it up. Ryan Day went on TV, I think, the day before the game in Columbus, and he said, well, now we ba- he basically said, now we all know why they beat us the last two years, and there will be a time and a place to talk about that. But right now we want to talk about this one. Well, now you can talk about this loss too, Ryan, and, and really don't have any excuses left here, right? That for, you know, He said one bad half of football at one point, and then it was – five plays and then it was the signs uh, you got your butt kicked again and uh, and it's time to own it michigan is, has been the better football team the last three years it's had nothing to do relative anything to do with sign stealing i think everybody now that narrative has switched completely bill i haven't heard a whole lot about that with the exception of paul feinbaum who is an absolute clown so um it's uh everything's right in the world and now we can concentrate on football here again and i will say this if the ncaa comes back and they want to interview more of the Michigan kids after this, you know, after everything they've been through. If I'm Michigan, I'm starting to push back now, Bill, and say, look, if you got evidence, produce it. If not, then leave these guys alone. They've been through enough. We've basically gone half the year without our head coach, which is an unprecedented punishment. Think about that. With everything that's gone out on out there, that's an unprecedented punishment. That's more than enough. So time to move forward, and uh, especially with a special group of kids like this. Man, what a, what a win on Saturday for the program. And Michigan and Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Wolverines are a 23-point favorite. Hmm. The over-under is at 35-and-a-half. <laughs> Iowa won their last game with their quarterback throwing for 94 yards. I will give their defense and special teams credit. They can get yeah. it done. My belief is, as I said in my opening huge opinion today, Chris, just get a win. If it's 17-7, I don't care if it's ugly. Get a win and move on to the Final Four. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you, and uh, it'll be hard hitting. Iowa is a good fundamental football team, especially defensively, obviously, and and they bring it every year. But you know, a couple of years ago, I think Michigan hung forty something on them there at the Big Ten title game. So um, this is not something where they've got a bunch of speed, or you know, they're gonna they're gonna bring some exotic blitzes or anything. You basically have to beat them methodically, and that's what Michigan is geared to do, right, with this offense. And they they're gonna grind you out three four yards at a time. They're gonna run play action with the tight end. Uh, something that Iowa used to do really well on offense, right? It's kind of an Iowa-type offense with a much better quarterback. Uh, the receivers aren't great, but they're good enough, and the tight ends are elite. You saw Colston Loveland really step up. So I'm thinking another big day for the Michigan tight ends. And, Bill, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for Iowa to score on this defense. I don't think there's any question about that. They've had a hard time scoring on bad teams. Uh, it's really going to be tough for them to move the ball up and down the field on this Michigan team. And we're hearing now about Michigan's body of work. That's why they didn't move up to number one in any of the polls. And Georgia struggles to beat Georgia Tech, but Michigan beats uh, the number two team in the country, and they don't move to number one. Uh, The hate for Harbaugh is transparent. I also think there's a lot of jockeying right now that the college football playoff committee wants Michigan versus that Pac-12 team, whether it's Oregon or Washington, depending on who gets in, and they want Georgia and Florida State in the Sugar Bowl in the co- in yeah. the college football playoff. Yeah, and it shouldn't have anything to do with that, right? And uh, but you know, it's that's politics, and that's basically why we've heard 
everything we've heard in the last several months uh, with Jim Harbaugh talking about revenue sharing for players, and he doubled down on that again on Sunday. I give him credit for that, but every time he does that, you know, you cringe and you think, okay, well, the NCAA is going to want another pound of flash, right, <laughs> because you're messing with their cash cow. And there's no question in my mind that has something to do with this, the expedited investigation. People can say all they want to about, oh, worst scandal of all time and so on and so forth. That's basically rival fans talking. If you listen to other people down south, even guys like Kirk Herbstreit saying enough is enough and listening to Joel Klatt talk, and he says anybody who knows anything about football understands that this isn't the advantage that some are making it out to be. It's a coping mechanism for teams that continue to get their butts kicked, especially Ohio State that's lost three in a row, and now Michigan State, which got pounded 49 to nothing, and it could have been a lot worse. So um, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it anymore, and for good reason. Uh, But Michigan needed that win to make that go away, and that's why I said the same thing you did, Bill, that it was probably arguably the the biggest game, one of the biggest home games in Michigan history, and one of the biggest Michigan-Ohio State games probably since 1969 when they changed that rivalry around. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, is joining us. Remember, you can follow everything leading up to the Iowa Big Ten Championship game for the Wolverines at the Wolverine.com with Chris, Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, Doug Skeen. Doug and Chris do the Michigan Football Podcast. We'll hear from Skeener here in about 10 minutes. Uh, John Borton, uh, the entire crew uh, at TheWolverine.com. I did love Kirk Ferentz in that Big Ten Championship you know, conference call. Said that it's not that big of a deal with sign stealing and it could have been avoided a long time ago by putting the damn microphones yeah. and speakers in the helmets. Yeah, you got the money to do it, right? Who's, who's taking that money? It's the guys at the NCAA, right? And it's like this should have been done a long time ago. And uh, But again, let's not sit here and, and talk about oh, Michigan's the only team doing this. It's I can promise you, and speaking to people down south, this is commonplace. You think they don't have 10 fans in the stands with their phones at the sidelines? you got to change your signals, and, and they know it. Um, am I saying that nothing, that, that no rules were broken? I don't, you know, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, but as the NCAA bylaws are written, if Michigan took them to court, I bet they'd have a good chance to win, and I think that as well. So, um, But it is what it is, and it's in the past now because – when you win three games in a row <clears throat> like they did, two of them with all of them with an interim coach, two against top five teams or top ten teams, one on the road at Penn State, and then this one, uh, what else can anybody say, right, other than, okay, uh, this is one of the best football teams in the country. Michigan's got a tougher strength of schedule right now, I believe, than Georgia. And if you look at some of the struggles that they've had, like you mentioned, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, there have been other ones where they have not looked good. So uh, I think it was Joey Galloway, the Buckeye, who said, well, why shouldn't Washington should have uh, leapfrogged Michigan or, or two? Why aren't we talking about that last week? Well, he's been unbelievably silent this week after Washington had to get a last-second field goal to beat Washington State at home. So there's a narrative here where people have been piling on Michigan, and yeah, I get it. Uh, that's how it works, right? You get a story, and if it gets ratings, then you continue to buy into it and you continue to push it. But they've completely debunked everything now. Uh, it's time to to move forward and uh, got to get by Iowa, like you said, uh, Bill. It could be three to two, and I'd be fine with it. Get to that uh, that Final Four, win a playoff game this year, and, and keep that ball moving forward. Bill Simons here and Chris Ballas here. Big Ten Championship game. 3-2 pitch to McCarthy. There's a drive. Deep left field. It's gone. 3-2 is your final. Michigan wins. Michigan wins. No, I, I, love, I love the common sense from Kirk Ferentz on this. I really do. And I agree with you that the tone has changed because this setup, this witch hunt, was all there going into Penn State, thinking there's no way Michigan could win at Penn State or beat Ohio State. 
without Jim Harbaugh and all the distractions. And guess what? As Drew Hallett from the Wolverine.com posted, Sharon Moore has more top 10 wins in the past three weeks, too, than James Franklin has since 2016 at Penn State. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, and he's got as many wins in the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry as Ryan Day does. So uh, I love the post-game handshake. I uh, looked at Sharon Moore going up to him and, you know, looking down on him. Like, okay, How about Minner waving know. goodbye to the Ohio State team? Yeah, and good for him. And everybody's like, oh, that's classless. You know what's classless is sitting there and telling him that the only reason that your defenses were any was any good against us last you were was cheating. because you stole our side. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what? Uh, Karma. Get off the field. Exactly. Yeah, Karma is a blank, and I won't use that word because we're totally <laughs> family-friendly. Scheme may use that word coming up here in about 15 minutes, but not me. No, he won't. And I, I'll use it on the podcast once in a while, Bill, but on your show I will refer him. Chris, a wonderful job, my friend. We'll talk later in the week about the Hawkeyes and the Wolverines and the Big Ten title game on Saturday night. Take care. Awesome. You going down there? Uh, we're, I'm looking into it. The quick turnaround. All Marty right. Boer might have the Michigan Sports Network RV. We might be rolling down there. If we are, we'll hang That'd out Friday. Won't even sleep. We'll be a total bender. <laughs> Let me know, brother. Thanks, okay, man. Yeah. Take care. Yeah, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us.